You're listening to The Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Let's get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Junior Hereford Show, and I'm sitting here in Kearney, Nebraska with Miss Ralston Ripp. Ralston, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, I am so excited for you, Noah, to be here in my hometown in Kearney. I am Ralston, and I'm currently attending the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, kind of taking a break from school right now to be helping at a show back home, but excited to kind of share with you guys a little bit about where I'm from and what I've been up to. Tell me a little bit about the show from back home, and kind of because that's what I'm here helping with this week, so why don't you give our listeners a little insight to where we are and what we're doing. Yes, so we are sitting at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds in Kearney, Nebraska at the Nebraska Cattlemen's Classic. It has been an open cattle show and junior cattle show for about 31 years now. So getting cattlemen excited about prospects that they're here marketing across the Midwest, as well as giving juniors an opportunity to exhibit their projects and take part in a scholarship program, as well as an aspiring young cattlemen program. I think that's really cool. And can you tell us how how this kind of got started and what your involvement with it is? Yes. So it's really a family affair for me. Um, my mom has worked for the Classic for 31 years, and I basically grew up in a show ring. So whether that was a little girl sitting in a stool and trying to stay out of the way of some kicking bulls or heifers, or now getting in the ring and kind of helping the shows run, helping juniors get excited about being here, as well as taking on kind of a marketing um, role in it and really just helping anywhere I can. It's anyone in agriculture, the beef industry, and showing livestock, they know it's a family affair. And the Nebraska Cattlemen's Classic is truly an event for all generations to come take part in. Yeah, we were we were talking this morning, and we've got we've got bulls to sell, we've got heifers to sell, and, and you're I know you're already looking forward to the juniors moving in this weekend and seeing a top-notch show. So um, it's definitely going to be a, a good week slash weekend, and I'm looking forward. This is my first experience here yeah, in Kearney, yeah, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're happy to, to have here. you. <laughs> yeah, Ralston, I I obviously know that you're you're business-minded, and and you've always been that way, at least since I've known you. And uh, can you talk to maybe how? how this show and growing up and and helping with this and in this industry started your your business aspirations? For sure. So the cool aspect of the classic is it's really evolved and changed definitely within the last six years. And so it's been great for me to see a role model like my mom be able to have an idea at her desk and then really see it perform months later just because she had an idea and she was able to put it into action and you know she didn't take no for an answer but if she knew that where there was a will there was a way and that definitely got implemented into my mindset of just having an idea knowing that if you're willing to put in the work that it can really happen and the classic I know is definitely a visual of that, of seeing all the different aspects that can kind of have happened. And I know I'm, I sure appreciate that, whether I'm in the show ring working or on the end of a Herford's lead for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how does that, you know, I I know you, you have a, your own business that you run and, and has that taught you anything about running that business and what you aspire to do maybe in the future too? For sure. So I definitely have to give my entrepreneurial mindset credit to the Engler entrepreneurship program also for just kind of making me realize that my family has been entrepreneurs, you know, any cattle breeders, their own, their own small business and they're their own business leader. And I don't think I would have realized that without that program. And, um, I definitely know that with my own businesses, I've learned that it's scary. There's a lot of risks that you can take. You can fall head first, you can fall feet in, you can get your hands in a mess for sure. And it's definitely just showed me that I have a network that 
it has extended my family. So I have help to, to lean on. So it's not just, I'm not just in it alone, but I have people to lean on in those scary moments. And I have the work and the drive to make it work. Right. And, and you, you just said a lot of good things there and, and we're going to, we're going to jump back into some of those first. Um, can you tell us like what businesses you have and, and kind of like your quote unquote business models and what you're trying to do and how you try and market those businesses? Yes. So, so the summer of COVID actually, you know, when the world was quitting, when people were saying no, and we have to cancel things, my sister and I, and my entire family, we said, you know, if we're willing to put in the work, we don't have to cancel things. And we had had an idea of starting a livestock progress show in my family's hometown. So champions in the Valley evolved that summer, um, June of COVID. So June of 2020 even. And, you know, at that moment we were scared to say how many people we actually hosted at one small town. Um, but now I'm proud to say and go back that, I mean, we doubled that population of that town for one day with kids across four different States and families from all over. And, that kind of started it and gave us a teaser of, okay, we're uh, obviously we've been around shows, but we're running it now. And it's our responsibility to make however much money we want to, or give it back. And so from that show, we had kind of a cushion and investment to invest in our two sisters in a barn. So our online boutique kind of bloomed that fall. And so it was kind of in the midst of COVID too. So, you know, it was hard to get supplies and kind of the supply chain chain issues and inventory, But our business model at that point was we were just going to start and kind of go from there. So that's kind of, we jumped in feet first and kind of just ran with it. We got excited about marketing our two sisters in a barn. It's obviously women's clothing at the moment, (laughs) but I took it as more of an outlet to, to share our family's story. So we named clothing items after old show heifers or different flowers that my grandma had planted in her garden on our farm and kind of used it not only as a fashion outlet, but also sharing our ag story back home. And I can, uh, I can actually personally attest that this is a top-notch business. Uh, Ralston, I had to buy Christmas gifts for my mother and my sister this year, and Ralston helped me through. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but Ralston I was helped. happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it's cool to hear, you know, at that time, what, 20, 20 years old? Yep. Um, you know, starting your own business during, during COVID, that most people would, would jump away from that and say, no way. But um, how, how has that business grown since then? I mean, are you much bigger, sell, selling a lot more inventory, or how are you doing? Yeah, for sure. You know, we started our boutique. Obviously, we hadn't been to any in-person markets yet, so it's really scary to buy items offline and not know, really know the quality that you're getting, um, but we probably started with, I mean, 20 items, tops, I'm sure, and now I mean, our garage is full at the current moment, and we've kind of outgrown the space just working out of our house, and so that's really exciting. Um, I kind of joked this week, we've got a lot of questions of, why aren't you guys set up, or we want to, we're excited to see spring inventory, and we're excited to keep providing and kind of continuing to grow. Um, I kind of joke we're on a pause at the moment, because I don't want to, I'm still in school, and my sister's been traveling for work, and um, of course, some cattle events we're picking up, but we're excited. We've been working more on the business side of it and really planning where we want to see it grow and how we want to see it grow. And then jumping back into providing, um, new women's items as well as some men's line is always a popular question too. Right. Right. And I, yeah, I I just, I think it's so cool what you've been able to do with that and kind of, and how to manage that on top of all the other things that you're involved in as well. So, um, you also mentioned something earlier about the angler program at, uh, at the university of Nebraska. And, 
I've had very limited experiences there, but I was there for one weekend for Faces of Leadership one time, and I had an awesome weekend. Can you kind of tell us how you got involved in that program and, and where you started and where it's taking you? Yes, so I sat down. Um, I'll be pretty honest and proud to say the Engler program is why I'm at the University of Nebraska. I sat down with Dr. Tom Field, and they give you this box when you visit, and it's like it's your duty to open this box, and it's your decision. So it's metaphorically speaking um, that it's your choice if you want to open the box and look inside what's actually in it. And I won't spoil it for what's inside the box for those of you that have opened it, but it just kind of shows you that it's not as scary. It's not something to fear just starting or jumping off the cliff and taking the first step. But the people in the Angler program are truly a family and a community. And they're not just making students to start businesses, but they're creating an entrepreneurial mindset that nothing is really impossible. Um, we kind of joked a little bit here earlier, Noah, that a quote in my Hereford World article of, um, you know, the old saying of when pigs can fly and I said, you know, a pig can fit in a carry-on on a plane, so there's nothing really impossible anymore because pigs are flying, and definitely that came from the Engler program. You know, um, a distinctive quote in my mind is Tom told us one day that his degree was expired, that he has a genetics degree, and he goes, he's like, it's expired now. He's like, I couldn't get back in the genetics world, and I was like, wow, like I am going to be learning forever, and you're not just you're not just in school to get a degree and then go work in that field, but you're there to meet the people that are going to be your friends for the rest of your life and to take you places you don't even, can't even imagine right now. And I definitely know that's, that program has done that for me. And they also are just so fun because he's never limited our student body with how much something costs. You know, if we have an idea and we want something to happen, they're always there to help us make it happen. Yeah. And and that's, that's, easy to tell from that program right it's it's nationally renowned and 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 our Hereford breed is well aware who Dr. Tom Field is he, yes. he we had the the good fortune of listening to him this this fall at the annual meeting um and I think honestly the time I really first got to know you was at Faces of Leadership when it was when it was back in Nebraska and it was it was easy to tell what that program can do for someone you know yeah. there can you can you talk about like how that's helped you grow and like maybe one specific spot where you're like, yeah, this, this did this for me. Yeah. I definitely think, um, this is like a side story, but I danced growing up and I was like trying to do this leap or trick one time. And my teacher like was like, I was like, I can't do it. And she's like, never say you can't. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's a scary moment. Um, but being in the Engler program, I replay that scene in my head and I'm like, wow, Um, it's really proved to me that there's nothing you can't do if you don't put your mind to it. And you know, the worst someone can always say is no. So I can honestly say, I don't know if, if I wasn't in that program, I don't think I would have the courage or the confidence to ask hard questions or just have like deeper, hard conversations and really dive into the nitty gritty of business or the nitty gritty of life and relationships. Even, um, that program really just, it shows you that, if you have the mindset and if you have the heart and the passion and the purpose that you can do whatever your heart desires. Mindset, heart, and passion, guys. Ralston's given you some really good stuff on the first half of this podcast. Um, But Ralston also knows as well as I do that it takes a village to get you where you want to go. And at the NJHA, we're super thankful for some of our sponsors. So let's go ahead and give them a listen. This episode of the Junior Hereford Show is made possible by the generous donors that continue to support our Hereford family. 
Our small ads from the month of February include Perez Cattle Company of Nerevisa, New Mexico, Top Herford's Grace City, North Dakota, Wolfart Farms, Jackson, Tennessee, and Walsh Family Herford's of DeGraff, Minnesota. We would also like to thank I-29 Bull Run, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Nylon Genetics of Pine Island, Minnesota. All of these donors continue to make the different programs throughout the National Junior Herford Association a success and encourage junior members to learn, lead, and achieve. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And I'm super excited for the second half of this podcast. Um, you know, we're going to kind of wrap up what we talked about in the first segment here. And, and I was kind of quizzing Ralston over the break. What what are, you know, three or however many tips you have? I mean, I'm sure our listeners will take as many as you've got. Um, for someone, you know, I, I say young, um, of your age, you know, kind of kind of working their way through life still, what, what are three things or however many you got on what you can give someone who wants to be entrepreneurial and who wants to maybe start their own business someday? That could be a million dollar question, Noah, for sure, because I don't even know if there's just three tips to give. But my biggest one is don't be afraid. Don't be scared to ask the hard question because, like I mentioned before, you know, the worst someone could possibly say is just no. But at least if you ask the hard question, you don't have regrets on wondering what if and what could have been. So don't be afraid. Ask the hard questions. You know, if you're scared, give me a call. I'd love to give a good pep talk. But otherwise, just take the scary jump and know that the worst someone could possibly say is no. And you and I both know in our industry, that's probably pretty rare that someone's going to say no too. So don't be afraid. And that goes along with probably my second one of just have courage and have the courage to be confident in who you are and where you come from and Um, know that you're uniquely you for a reason and go out there and find that reason because you have a purpose to be here. And if you're pursuing life with a purpose, you can really go a long ways. And I think a third one that just really goes along with that is be a lover of life. I was thinking on my drive home yesterday, you know, we get to choose every day how we act and how we take on the day. And I know that I want to fulfill every second here with purpose and loving it. And, you know, if I have a bad day, it's usually because I had a bad mindset. And so have a positive mindset, be a lover of life and appreciate every second that you're given. I think those are three awesome things. And you mentioned something, um, you know, not too many people are going to tell you no. Um, if, if you are doing things the right way and you have yeah, that passion, exactly. that courage and, and that love of life, if, if, if you're a light and you're helping people out and they want to help you back, and uh, usually if you ask someone and they say no, there's someone right around the corner that's willing to say yes, too, if you're willing to look for it. Exactly. One door closes and another one always opens. So find your way around it. And we're surrounded by a village that's all excited to help you out here. So take that first jump. I like the saying, one door closes, another door opens. And I think that uh, really, really holds true into you know, where, where you go throughout life. And, and one, one door that opened for you was the opportunity to wear maroon. Um, yes. is, is that something that you always knew you wanted to do? Or is that something that, you know, you kind of got into school and you're like, hey, this is, this is a program I can really get behind? Yes. So uh, I believe before I was even old enough to start showing, my sister was attending her first junior nationals in Kansas City. And um, 
you know, I always saw the queen side of things a little bit. So I always saw the woman in white, the famous National Herford Queen. And as a little girl, when I attended my first Queen's Tea, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be her someday. And, you know, God has bigger plans. And for me, I was able to represent the state of Nebraska as our Herford Queen and run for National Queen. And I built so many friendships just in that program. And I got to mingle with the Herford board quite often. And as well as attending banquets growing up and, you know, always seeing the handoff of the maroon jackets. And I'd always kind of wonder, like, oh, what are, like, who are they, you know, or like, what's going on? And then I really got to know that they were the leaders of our junior association. And I got to know the board at Faces of Leadership in Lincoln in 2019 and really just fell in love with the mindset of our junior association of being innovative, always asking our juniors what they want to see more of or how can we better make our association to serve our customers in a sense, even a little bit. And I was like, wow, that's something I'm really passionate about too. And how great is it to see certainly a village all get around that idea of kind of being innovative and ever evolving. And that's when I really decided I wanted to be a part of it. And whether I'd end up in a maroon jacket at the end of it, I, I said, I wanted to try, you know, I never there was no one telling me no for sure. And I had a lot of support along the way. And so when I ran for the Hereford board, I knew that I wanted to give it my all. And I knew that I wanted to put my perfect effort into it because I'd regret if I didn't. And just even in the experience of running for the board, I realized that I loved the people I was surrounded with, no matter the results at the end of the week. And you know, we kind of had a fun week there in Kansas City, and um, our truck got stolen into even that week, and my phone got stolen, and you all know, like, we, our, our world's a little bit get on that phone, or we think that, and when that got stolen, I was like, oh my gosh, my pictures are gone, like, my messages are gone, or like, everything's gone, and I sat surrounded by our candidates and the board and realized that maybe that was the best thing that could have happened to me. It was a fresh start, you know, my home was in the Hereford breed and that's all that mattered. And I was there, I loved every second of it. And whether I got a jacket or not, that I knew I'd given it my all. And, um, you know, I was where I was supposed to be and I got the jacket and I'll be forever grateful for sure. Cause I get to meet people like you and everyone on our board and, um, even just breeders across the nation as well. And it's definitely grown who I am as a person for sure. I think it's funny how that, that maroon jacket and getting on that board can really help, like you said, help you find your home in the Hereford yeah. breed. Cause I, I feel the exact same way. You know, there, when I, when I ran back in 2019, I had no idea if I was going to make it on, but I knew I sure as heck happy that yeah. I, I had the experience, but I want to jump back. You, you gave a lot, you, you know, you talked, for, you talked for a second there <laughs> and you had a lot of good stuff. So I want to go back and kind of re-talk about it, but I, jumping off the junior board and back into the queen part of things, mm -hmm. I think that's a program that doesn't get enough recognition sometimes. Yes. And can you talk about like, you know, what you did with them and, and what you really learned from that and, and how it kind of propelled you into being the successful board member that you are now? Yes, for sure. So I was fortunate our Nebraska queen program has a lot of support around it. And so we have a lot of our, our whole Hereford women board that is excited for young ladies to get involved and kind of help them to be best equipped they can be for running for that national position. And so I was excited for that and um, really grateful to have some previous national queens to kind of be able to help me not be afraid and not just be scared because it was intimidating. For sure, that's an intimidating job or an intimidating week of running. And so I really believe that just even the connections you make 
throughout that program, as well as understanding how much work they do that you don't necessarily think about or how hard it is to even like sit up straight and smile. And when your feet are killing you and your shoulder hurts because of that heavy sash or the beautiful crown, um, they're really young ladies who deserve some credit for sure because they keep our our ring going smoothly. They keep little girls excited about the pretty tiaras and sashes representing a breed that we all love. Yeah, great program. And I've, I've had, you know, obviously a lot of experience getting to work with some of those queens <laughs> yeah. and um, just working the rings at some of these shows and stuff. So um, think very, very highly of them. And it obviously helped you, you know, get yeah. to the point where um, you, you get to wear Marie and you get to be on the junior board. So what were what were some of your goals once you got on the board on on what you wanted to do, what you wanted to accomplish, who you wanted to be? And um, then maybe touch on how you're combining that and what you're learning in that, you know, business mindset. Yeah, for sure. So kind of even thinking back to the business mindset, I knew that when I talked to every delegate, I wanted to ask them what they wanted first. You know, we're given two ears and one mouth for a reason. And so I wanted to listen first before I really said what what my goals were going to be. And a lot of a common theme was they wanted to learn more about the junior board and really create those friendship connections to be able to walk up to us and ask any questions and not think that we weren't approachable. And so that was kind of a big thing I heard as well as just spreading our involvement or our engagement across the whole nation. I know some Eastern and Western states maybe feel a little bit forgotten because we focus on the Midwest. And I think we've really tried to do that and really succeeded in getting more involvement from those coasts or reaching out to them and seeing what they really want. And so that's kind of where my goal is centered around, as well as just making the week of junior nationals smoother for exhibitors or um, answering any hard questions they may have. Yeah, I, I think it's so cool what every board member comes in and, and what they try and focus on because, you know, your your approach might be different from everyone yeah, else's, and that's sure. that's something that's that's perfectly fine on our junior board. And um, it, it's been really cool to see, for me at least, um, this like kind of core group that we've had go through. You know, between my my class and yours, that's who I've gotten to work the most with. And yeah. um, and what what you guys have been able to do um, in terms of like putting on the bold conference and you know, you helped put on Junior Nationals um, in Kansas City for the second time. So it's been really cool to see how, how you and your group have gone through that. So um, has, have what, what experience on the junior board has, do you think, has been the best for you or, like, been the best in terms of teaching you, like, another thing about business or how, how you want to live your life even? I know that's a broad question, but, yeah, like, do you have sure. a favorite experience so far? I think for me, I don't necessarily know if there's just one moment that I was like, wow, like, this is a turning point because I think they've all been big turning points. Um, you know, I at livestock judged this last year. And so I was, my head was kind of all over. I was traveling and unfortunately missed out on a few key moments of springboard and different bonding opportunities. But I know that as that season finished up and I realized what my priorities were, that our Hereford board was the top one. And so coming back in, it was really, it was really motivating to see my entire team, be excited and jumping feet first into different ideas. And like the bold leadership conference that's coming up here at the end of March, you know, that's been an idea for a while now, but we just kind of, it just, it was happening, you know, all at once. And my head was probably out of it a little bit, but I was like, wow, this is like, it's just here. Like nobody said no, you know, everybody just jumped in and they made it happen. And so that was really motivating for me to see of like, okay, we're doing stuff now, like this is happening. And so then that got my mind a squirreling of like, what can, what can, what's my part and what's my purpose here? And I think even 
I had the opportunity to go and work the Western regional show down in Reno and it's a little more of a like a relaxed regional and it's great cattle, great people. And you just get a little bit more one-on-one time with breeders. And so that was, that was fun for me to see kind of starting off the run of national shows here, of what my part could be and what people wanted to see and that I could make a difference and I can go start these conversations and not be afraid to and see, see where life goes from there. It's crazy while you're wearing this jacket and, and serving on the junior board, what every experience can do, not only for you, but for the people that you're interacting yep. with. I mean, you truly have an opportunity to make a difference every time you go to a show or, you know, a, a meeting or whatever it may be. Um, the, the the young generation that looks at you and what you can learn from them and what you can help them learn too. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it, and it's cool that you talked about going out to, um, to Nevada there to Reno because that, that's a fun show and I got to go my first year on the board and I learned a lot just from going and experiencing yeah. that. Yep. Um, I, and that's one of those experiences that I don't have if I don't get on the junior board most likely at that time at least, so. Yeah, exactly. Very, very cool. Can you can you touch on you know if someone's looking at running for the junior mm-hmm. board, what what would you tell them? I mean, I know you you've talked a little bit about how 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 to ask the hard question, but how do, how does someone know if this is what they truly want to do? Yeah, for sure. So, like a quick story is when I was running through that week. Um, I'm older. I'm Noah and I are like the same age. And so I kind of ran my last eligible year too. And a lot of people were like, why did you wait? Or like, like you're old, like, why are you doing it now? And I was like, it's the perfect time. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what's happening. And so I would just say for someone that really wants to run, do it. Like, don't, don't be scared at not getting on or what could happen after. Um, but just start asking, just start asking the question of like, what you want to know or what happens or what the process looks like or ask those hard questions of like, well, what do I have to say at different speeches? You know, I was never a delegate, so I didn't know what I was getting into like at all. And I love talking though, or just sharing my story. And so I wasn't scared, but I was like, wow, like I got to go give a speech and then I got to do round tables. I got to answer these questions. And so just ask what it's all about. And really, um, I'm kind of a spontaneous person. So for me, that didn't stress me out. But if you're someone who likes to plan, like definitely ask what it's all about and um, throw your 100% perfect effort into it because you'll regret it if you don't. Yeah. And, and you touched on, ask the question, like ask any of our junior yeah. board members, their experiences, you know, we, we want to help you guys that, that are out there and we want to help any, any junior out there if you have any questions about anything. But especially if you're running for the board. I know when I was running, I, I probably wore some people out on how many questions <laughs> I asked. So, um, and it's cool to hear. And for me, you know, there was a lot of other programs within the Hereford breed um, besides the junior board that helped me get here where I am. Um, can you touch on what some of those might be for you and, and, and how they've helped you go through this process? Yes. So I'm glad you brought that up, Noah, because I was actually sitting outside the room of a scholarship interview with Abby Spindle when like we just started talking and I was like, oh my gosh, she's running for the board or different opportunities. And so I think that's a great point to hit on of the scholarship program that um, HIFA has to offer in our association. It really helps you further your education start that interview process or filling out an application and really building connections because breeders are investing in our youth through our scholarship program and they're excited to see juniors succeed as well as be financial support through 
academics. We all know how expensive college is, and so that's a huge support system that our association has to offer. And we'll just kind of put a plug. Applications are due April 1st, so get your spring scholarship applications in. You won't regret it for sure. Yeah, and I, I think when you combine those scholarship interviews and then you know, kind of when I was younger at seven years old, my mom making me do the speech contest or team <laughs> yeah. marketing, I, I, I truly, I, you know, attest a lot of, yeah. you know, what I've been able to do to some of these contests that I grew up in, in the NJHA. Do you have any of those from when you were younger that really made a difference on you? Yeah. So team sales. So team sales back in Kansas city, um, I think 2011, we, that's when you sold a heifer still and we were selling cattle and I've never been very good at remembering speeches. So then they gave me a part to remember and I was like, okay, what am I going to talk about? Three key points figured out. And then my job, I threw Sapphires on the table when we were done because the heifer's name was Sapphire. So I think that moment will distinctly be ingrained in my mind of, okay, I'm selling myself here. Um, cause we're really always all selling ourselves every day, you know, in a sense, um, to me, that's not scary to some, it might be, but you're definitely just being yourself in everything you do. And, um, contests like that or livestock judging is something I'm really passionate about. You know, kids and juniors are putting a heifer and steers in the ring every day. I think it's important for our juniors to kind of know what's happening when they walk in that ring and why it's important. Um, as well as the speech contest or the new employment and job interview skills contest that we have for kind of some older junior members to get involved in and really prepare themselves for whatever their futures hold. Yeah. I- yeah, obviously I'm a big proponent of uh, doing some of these contests, but Ralston, thank you for being on today and, and what you've really taught our listeners because I, I know I learned a couple of things just sitting here. So guys, if you have any questions at all, I know Ralston would love to talk to you. Um, Give get, me a call. Yeah, get a hold of her and, and I know she'd be, I'm, I'm kind of offering her up there, but I know she's good with it. So I'm always happy. Like she said, uh, scholarship applications are due April 1st and uh, the application to be on the junior board of directors is due June 1st. So get those in and, and talk to either of us about either of those scenarios and we'd love to help you. Thank you all for listening and we'll catch you back next time on the Junior Hereford Show. You've been listening to the Junior Hereford Show with Noah Benedict. Make sure to come back next time to learn, lead, and achieve.